Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Poutine Bratwurst. Today is the 7th of March. I'm speaking to you from Hamburg, Germany. Philipp, are you there? I can't see you, but can you hear me? Can I hear you? Yes, yes, uh, I can hear you so well. Your, nice. your voice is just <laughs> so nice today. It's it's like honey in my ears. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm, <laughs> I'm in, a, in a pretty shitty mood, to be honest. I'm, really? We'll yeah. try to change that. We'll try to, we'll try to fix that. That that be nice, and um, oh fuck, uh, we need to start again because I I forgot to play our jingle. <laughs> oh wait, maybe no, we don't. You know what? We don't need to start again. No, I, I think it's I'm, okay. I'm gonna play the jingle now, and what we said before is just um, yeah, it just shows shows our realness. So here comes the intro. <laughs> Hi, we're Putin Bratwurst, and I'm not gonna cut the first part, so we can just continue. I'm glad you we want to change my mood. How are you doing? I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I had a um, really intense work week at work yeah, last week, oh. so I'm not very. I'm, I'm not sad to be on the weekend at all. It feels great. Wow. <laughs> um, taking some days off, well deserved, I think. And uh, yeah, it's all good. What about That's you? Nice. I mean, outside the fact that you're having a tough day, apparently, like life uh, in general. I, really, I don't even have a tough day. I, I'm just in a bad mood. I'm just annoyed. It's really. Is it because I? Is it because I asked to start a bit earlier than usual? No, absolutely not. Of course not. Um, it. I, I really don't know. I've I've been in a bad mood yesterday as well. I'm just mm. fucking annoyed. It's and it feels like it's getting worse when I have days off. Like these days, I have lately. I have I have quite a lot of days off because I. Um, I need to get rid of some vacation days from last year. Mm. Yeah. And uh, so even you know, um, like, and I have one more, uh, I will have to work from Monday to Thursday this coming week. And then I have off basically until the end of Easter. So I have oh. a lot of days off and I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm really, I'm really annoyed and pissed off. And it's just, uh, I think it's even worse when you don't really know why, when mm. you just, pissed off and you're just yeah. annoyed it's really you know uh it, it doesn't really make life easier especially in the in those uh should i say troubling times you know yeah. um yeah and, and and besides uh this week we we had um a covid meeting by our government and it's it, it went really shitty I, the, our numbers are not going down they're actually even increasing no and our government is totally fucking it all up like they have no plan at all it's really they're they they gave out this map this huge map where they said okay these are gonna be our steps towards opening and and it's just confusing as shit it's like really the the most german sheet you've ever you will you've ever seen with all these little brackets that say, okay, if this happens, we open uh, uh, barbershops. Well, actually, they are open already. But then if that continues to happen, we, you can make an appointment with uh, with a shop where you can go. unless And we happen, we, we let that happen for two days. And if in, within two days, nothing more happens, we open another thing. And, you know, it's... It's and and you have and all of this is all within regu um within local um areas, meaning yeah. you just have this this huge map of the country where you have one store that's allowed to be open and the store next town is not, 
and uh, and if the number changes, uh, that one isn't, and then the other one is. Uh, it's really, you know, it, it, and and they're and the worst part is they're really not getting, uh, they're not able to to really um, pick up the 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 vaccination stuff. So uh, yeah, that was my question. How's vaccination? It's not looking really too good. Uh, so yeah, yeah, really shitty. It's been shitty from the beginning, and you yeah. know, really, this is this is like um, this situation is a situation where having much. Uh, bureaucracy and uh, you know regularities for everything which can be a good thing and uh, which is something us Germans are famous for ever <laughs> since ever you know yeah um, this is the time where being like that is the worst thing you can be and because you know you see that with China right they just say okay everybody gets an anal swap right now so everybody yeah. un unplugs their pants and gets yeah. a fucking finger up their ass and that's that's how it works there and that's why it works fine yeah that's here, why the, the regulations are working because people are respecting them to the letter exactly here you'd here in Germany you would have like a okay um we need everybody to have an anal swap so what do we do well let's first order all the swaps well you mean there are different brands and some are softer for your asshole and if you have like hemorrhoids it's more difficult to get them uh, so first of all you need to see a physician to do that well if you need to see a physician and you have too much hair on your asshole your physician might not be able to do that properly so you need to make an appointment to shave your ass and <laughs> you can't do that yourself because people are stupid so you need someone professional to do you know that's how it would be in germany and that that plugs us to our sponsor for today manscape <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah um i wish um yeah and that's you know it's really and that's the, the the general feeling here is really there's nothing we're we're gonna be able to do everybody just pray to get the fucking vaccine yeah uh, yeah this desperation is settling in here too but here the numbers are going down actually and it's looking pretty good so far so good mm. uh, some, some areas are reopening basically everywhere except montreal montreal mm -hmm. um, and the surrounding areas so people are happy. Restaurants are reopening in most places, and so are gyms. Nice. So um, I think there's a, a a little, you know, a little ray of hope. People yes. are a bit hopeful outside Montreal, obviously. Uh. Um, but uh, regarding vaccination, um, they say it's going to start picking up this month. Yeah. We're going to see how it's going to happen. And there and there's something special about this whole vaccination process. It's like, do we? And it's something you know, I'd like to have your take on. And I don't know if Germany like there's something about this, but basically. Right now, most of the people that are affected by the disease are in the metropolitan areas, right? Like mm -hmm. Montreal and Toronto, for example. So the the, the dilemma the, the 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 premier of Quebec is is having is, do we share the vaccination equally across the different well proportionally across mm -hmm. the different regions of Quebec, or to be fair? So like a hundred in Montreal or in like 15 Quebec City because it's half as big, for example, etc. You, you see what I'm saying, right? Or we give more to Montreal because there's more cases there. And people oh. in the far region will have to wait because you guys are not as bad. So people are like debating a lot about this. They made the call to the first one. Mm -hmm. So they're going to give the vaccination proportionally to the population of the area. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, if 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 an area is five percent of the population of Quebec, they will receive five percent of the doses, basically. 
what's your take on that? Do you think what would what do you think you should have done? Because it's it's really like people are arguing a lot about this. Like uh, people one uh, um, so one side says that they should they should um, make it equally uh, everywhere, and the other side says, well, we should actually prefer areas that are more in in danger of you know collapsing or anything. Yeah, right. That's it. So it's either proportional by population mm. or uh, shared by number of cases, basically. You know, I I think I think the smart thing is because you know if the if um if in in the hospitals in in Montreal collapse because there are so many patients, yeah. this will eventually affect people who live on the outskirts of Montreal mm -hmm. and who might not be, have a big problem with, with with that because maybe someone there has cancer and needs a surgery and can't yeah. get it because there is just in the ER there's no space for him. You know, mm -hmm. so I think the first the one thing that and that's what they do here as well um what the the most important thing is uh we need our health system to be stable and the way to do that is by um protecting those who are who have the highest risk of um of ending up in the hospital yep and and that's why i think it makes total sense to go to these um, um most dangerous areas first and say okay we we go there and then we go more to the outskirts and you know do um uh give it to anyone like like um you know i i want to get the vaccination as well but i work from home and i'm young so i like hope hopefully i'm i'm not gonna be that much in danger if i catch the virus yeah and uh and i don't really carry it to anyone like i'm not an essential worker or anything so would I take the vaccination right now if I could? Definitely, absolutely, because I just want this thing to be over with and I would like to have the freedom that I expect vaccinated people to be getting very soon. Um, yeah, I don't know if they will, though. I don't know if they will be. Uh, I, I know a lot of, like, conspirationists are, like, saying, oh, you know, uh, you, I'm not against vaccine, but if I get a vaccine, I still need to get a mask. I still, I still cannot see my friends. So what's the point, you know? Mm. Yeah, well, I think, um, I think the what it the the mean thing is, if you get like the 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 uh, Pfizer vaccination, you are. I think we talked about this before. You will not. You're you're unable to to give the virus to someone else, which yeah. is huge because that means yeah. the the more people get that vaccination. The um, the lesser mutation uh, possibility we will have, mm -hmm. and that's basically the the thing that makes this uh, vaccine. Uh, I think so far it's only this one, um, the most useful. And if you have that, of course you can get out. If you get another one that maybe just protects you from getting like a serious um, a case of COVID and and ending up in the hospital then you still could carry the virus and potentially the virus could mutate towards you and you could give it to someone else who is not vaccinated. Yeah. So in that case, you would need a certain percentage of people to be able to set them free. Yet again, if um, you, you also have to consider how the economy, if, if you can have like a hundred people to go into a zoo that are vaccinated or you have zero people going into a zoo, I mean, beside the point, it's not the point, but I wish all zoos to fucking die because I think that's nothing we should have anymore. But that's another topic. Um, 
then I think that's worth doing because you get people jobs, you get them income, even though it's lesser than it 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 norm it was before the whole thing. Yeah, but um, I think I think you should uh, reward people who get the vaccination, like they do in Israel. I think you should do that because it's just yeah. there are so many people who are like, yeah, I refuse to take the vaccination, and that's fine. But if you take the vaccine, you're not only doing it for yourself; you're also doing it for other people. And mm -hmm. therefore, you should be able to go, go back to a more normal life than the ones who refuse to do it or who haven't been able to uh, vaccinate, been, be vaccinated yet. It's a, it's a motivation. Like, like when I see the pictures of Israel where they go to the gym, they go to restaurants and bars, I, that makes me so happy to see that. Yeah. It makes me go like, I want that too. I want to be back in that, like, that kind of life as well. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's, it's the whole the whole idea of a COVID passport. I know it's, it's a very uh, sensible topic on uh, ethics, and 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 like some people are obviously, and I see the opposition also. Yeah. I, I surely do. Um, when I mean passport, I don't mean necessarily just in, to travel internationally. Yeah. Just to, to to do things nationally too, like locally. Um. Yeah. I, I'm I'm personally for it if the vaccine is available for everyone. Otherwise, I think it's a bit unfair. Uh. Because like if, if if you want it, but they're like, no, you have to wait until December. It's like, well, I cannot go to the gym until December. No, so well, why should like, why should someone okay, else, well. why should someone else suffer the same thing you have to suffer through? That's well, if if you know, I, I don't know. It's just like I, I get what you're saying, but it's like it's not my like I cannot I want to get it, but I can't. So like, why should I be punished? Basically, I, I get that, but I don't I don't really see. I think it's that's the wrong take to see it, and I know many people are seeing it the way you are. But you're not being punished. You're just not being rewarded. You know, I, I see a difference in there. If say so, let, let's say we you you had like a system like you haven't. You know, in, in China they have this this um, this point system where if you're a good citizen, you have more freedom and things get you are getting you you're getting stuff easier than yeah. other people who maybe wrote some stuff on online or have watched some critical movies. You know. That kind of stuff. If you had a system like that, where if you don't get the vaccine, you let's say you're having a harder time getting a bank loan, or um, in a restaurant, the the type of food you can order is limited, while other people have more choice, something like that. Then I totally agree with you. Mm. But you are just being in the same situation that you are in right now because it's not safe for you yet to participate in everything. But yeah, as I get soon it. No, as you're you get right. the chance, more things open up because you're just a more safe, a safer component mm -hmm. in society. Oh, you know, I I know I know it can feel a, a different way, but I really don't see that. I think it's, I think it's a little bit, um, uh, well, egoistic to to um, to say, well, I, if if I can't get it, no one should. I well you're not vaccinated yet because you're young and you're likely not going to die if you get the virus. All those grannies who are safe now and who might not even have that long to live anymore, why shouldn't they go uh, go out to, a, uh, to a, a cafe and have like a piece of cake? Sure. Support the economy. But, you know, I, it's, it's a difficult thing and I, I'm very sure if they finally get that stupid vaccination system on, We'd, we'd both be super happy for everybody who gets a vaccine. Yeah, like sure. last last time, if you remember, my parents called me, uh, sent me a message saying that they just got vaccinated, and I was so relieved to hear yeah. that. 
my brother, my brother, my big brother got the vaccinated nice. Friday. Very good. He works. He works with elderly. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So that's good great. For him. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, don't you agree that it gives you a feeling of at least a little bit of relief because you know, okay, one is off the hook. You know. Yeah, especially him because um, he has diabetes. So, oh, okay. Uh, we're, we're, it feels good to know uh, yeah. that's one less worry to have. I, I have an uncle who has diabetes as well. But he's not old enough yet to um, to be in the next group. Well, so my brother I, shouldn't. My brother either neither. You know, he's only forty one. Uh, but uh, he, but since he's working with elderly, he, mm-hmm. he had to basically. Yeah. So good for him. That's very good for him. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's switch topics because um, today I have quite a lot to, to talk about uh, right. regarding music. Okay. Uh, if you guys remember, we um, we started. Um, Going through different um, decades of mu- uh, of our national uh, music heritage. Oh yeah, seventies journey, man! You're right up my alley. We're talking seven. I'm talking seventies this week. Oh yeah. Um, I I did I I did not talk uh, include a crowd rock here no. for a reason because I think. I have nothing, no touch point with that. And I have so much already to talk about. Uh, that's fair. That's, I had a lot to choose too. It was hard. So I think uh, if, if it's fine by you, uh, I would offer you this. I mean, you, we talked about this before, but I would uh, offer you the spot to give our listeners uh, some insight on crowd rock and maybe some historical insights on that, if you wish. Today? Yeah, sure. I mean, okay. just a brief one because I know it's the 70s and I didn't include it because I just thought you're you will be better at doing that it's like if you you know it's like if you introduce kenny versus spenny right you know it's a canadian show but i know everything about it and i'm very sure you don't yeah oh you know so it's just more fair to give that one to you sure i can can do my second take on that if you want the second take could be on that or part of it sure um uh i so the 70s in germany um the first thing i want to talk about here is that Schlager, which is the German name for our very German traditional pop, pop um, uh, started in the 70s, started to become more socially critical and environmentally conscious. So even though the very soft radio stuff you hear has a little bit of a message behind it and is not just, oh, I love him and he loves me and we all yeah. So um, the first song I want to put on there is very famous. It's from Katja Epstein, and the song is called uh, Wunder gibt es immer wieder. It's from 1970, and um, uh, it's a song about freedom and about happiness. It is very much on that life is great wave still, but um, it, uh, it was a song she performed on the Eurovision Song Contest. Do you know what the Eurovision Song Contest is? For yeah, you? it's like a European singing competition, right? It is. And the if you watch videos on that, it's like it's very weird and strange. It really isn't about who's the best singer and who has the best song. It, it is about um who who makes them the biggest the show. spectacle and the biggest yeah. show. And it's really you have the strangest bands. And traditionally Germany sucks ass on that because we're not really the the nation to um you know to to give off uh, we're not giving off the fun vibes like like other countries uh, you know, on our Well, you know, when, when I was in Germany, I, I had a lot of fun and people I met were very fun. So yeah, but I think, I think it's a stereotype that is not as, as, as accurate as people like to think. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I think there's a difference between the country as a whole and its people. Of course. Uh, and, and, and individuals. But I know I know what you mean. Anyways, 
um, uh, this song got uh, to the third place uh, at that song contest, which is huge for Germans. And they will some people will jerk off uh, to that fact uh, even until now. So um, I never watched that show. I think it's fucking stupid and I hate it. But um, <laughs> I know there's there's like people who for them, who's, this is like uh, the soccer world championship, uh, uh, just yeah, musically. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for some, I know. Some I know a Quebec singer's represented france a year if i remember correctly oh, really? it was a big deal for us yeah wow. i need to look into it wow well uh yeah so that's my song for the 70s yeah so uh listen the 70s in quebec is it's, it's in, in most countries i think it's just such a creative area um era so many great bands so many great musicians it was really really hard to decide um I went with the two pop most popular bands for the two first songs, and I'm still trying to decide which one will be the third. Honestly, there are so many options. Um, one thing I like is that I already put a Jean-Pierre Ferland song on this, and you did too, actually, when we reviewed Joan together. Yep. So that, that one is out of the way, so that's good. But for the first one, I decided to go with a band that uh, is still regarded as probably the, the best band Quebec ever had. Um, I'm not going to put my favorite song from them. I'm a big fan of them. I love what they do. They only released three albums. They're all masterpieces. Everybody knows them. Uh, my grandmother likes them. My dad likes them. I like them. It's like Every generation are into them. And I thought I could put their most famous song instead of their, uh, my favorite. And it's from their first album. It's called Un Musicien Parmi Tant D'Autres. It means uh, one musician among so many others. It's about a, 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 some dude trying to, uh, to, to, to do music and trying to just have a voice um, in this world. And the ending of the song is, is um, it's really famous for like, it's like a crowd thing. Like it's like a crowd singing. And when they used to play it live, everybody would sing that. Uh, and he just repeats, we put somebody in the world. We should at least just listen to him or her just listen to that person so somebody was born we should listen to him or her so um it's it's part of like this whole like quebec renewal of arts because before it was kind of really stale kind of like germany i think it's, it's kind of similar so uh yeah uh yeah i think you guys will like this all right hear you guys in a moment oh man reading the news is so exhausting it hurts me in the eyes, and it always challenges my personal feelings. Are you tired of reading the actual news? Yeah. Do you find it difficult to follow the complex and fast developments of today's world? Yeah. Then go ahead and join your uncle's WhatsApp group. Stop reading elaborated articles with foreign words and complicated sentence structure. Get your information through easily understandable memes and videos made by people without a high school degree. Your uncle's WhatsApp group offers easy explanations for complex issues. Confirm all of your gut feelings with credible opinions on why white men have been right all along. Be part of the latest global trends such as fascism, racism, sexism, and of course, Christian fundamentalism. Your uncle's WhatsApp group is a pool of fascinating alternative facts. For example, the Earth is flat after all. Bill Gates wants to channel your thoughts with vaccines. Or, Greta Thunberg is a lizard controlled by Antifa. 
But don't worry, your uncle's WhatsApp group is also a source of fun. Videos from the early 2000s with jokes from the 1950s will guarantee you easily accessible humor without any layers. So what are you waiting for? Join your uncle's WhatsApp group now and receive a free tinfoil hat. Stop being fun at family dinners, start being an old white man by joining your uncle's WhatsApp group. Welcome to your second take of your uh, bi-weekly Putin Bradvast. Hello. How are you doing, Simon? Is still there? I'm still there and I'm still not in a perfect mood. So I, I hope you, you you make your promise come true now. <laughs> We're working on this. We're working on this. Okay. All right. All right. So I want to tell you about something that I discovered a little while ago, but I don't think I've talked to you about. And and I just came across it again this week. And I <laughs> again, I was like, what is this? So, so have you heard about this guy called Chris Chan? I really don't think I have. Is he what? Where is he from? What? From the U.S. From the U.S. How do you write his name? Chris, like Christopher, like Chris. uh-huh. and Chan, like like the Japanese way you call like a girl. Oh, like like from Four Chan or something? I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let, what is okay? Maybe, hold on, hold on. Let me let me just Google him. So maybe if I see the picture, Chris Chan. What do you see? Oh, it's like like some fat guy with long hair. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I see a picture of like some really nerdy, weird looking guy. <laughs> I, no, I have I have never ever seen that person before. Tell me about so, it. So just just so you know, there's a guy on YouTube. He's called Gino Samuel. Mm-hmm. I think he's Irish. He All started. Right. He started. He, I, th- I think he's he's been trying to be famous on YouTube for a while. He's, he has like different channels where he makes documentaries or he makes music, whatever. But his Genius Samuel Two is the one where he started making a documentary series mm-hmm. on the life of Chris Chan. Okay. Okay. And you don't understand the work that he put into this. Okay. Right now, there's fifty-two parts. And it's 40 minutes each. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And and uh, I, I so uh, while I work, sometimes I just put it in the background. Mm. And it's really odd. It's it, it starts from like it, basically any information he has on the life of this guy, daily life. Uh-huh. He, he like reports on it. And now I think his documentary is up to date to like 2016. <laughs> so we're still very far from today. Wow. This thing might be over a hundred parts at this point. And uh, so, so, but why is it, why, what's the point? Why do you make a documentary <laughs> that's, that's, on that guy? That's the question I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> so Christian is known to be a, um, like a lol, lol cow. Mm-hmm. it's like somebody that people make fun of because he's really easy to make fun of because he, he, he take every bait ever okay so basically just to, to put you in in context i'm, I'm not an, a christian historian because they exist yeah. um but if i'm trying to be super like simple this guy um was born in virginia usa he, he has autism so he's suffering from autism um, and he uh, started making a webcomic of okay. very, very poor quality called Sonichu. So uh-huh. it's basically Sonic, but yellow with like a Pikachu tail. 
That's ah, it. all right. Okay. I think I've seen the, that picture before. See, so, okay. Um, and he, he started sharing it online and uh -huh. making vlogs uh, about, I think he started by like his toys or whatever. He started pretty young, like a teenager or something. Mm -hmm. And the whole issue with this is that uh, he, he really wants to get like a partner. Like in the early days. Like a, like really, a sexual romantic partner. Yeah. So basically he says you, you want to have a sweetheart, which is always called him a sweetheart. So it's just kind of cringeworthy. Wow. But um, I hate the word cringe, but I just said it, whatever. Um, so and, and, and it's just people were just discovered the comic and pretended to be other people being fans. Oh. And, and while it's obviously like it's, it's, it's crap, like it's not good. Right. It's put, mm. it's very poorly drawn. The stories are, are horrible. Um people pretending that they were fans and women like dudes like pretending to be women like texting him basically <clears throat> and and and, and obviously like like that's not right to do that with an autistic yeah. person or whatever and everything yeah. but he's also like <laughs> so irresponsible and just like he was really like for example like we would talk to a girl and say like oh i want to i want to marry you whatever I never saw a picture of her whatever like, oh, oh, what it was it was a dude but then another dude would make that they would know each other and he would make another fake account and he would text christianity he would instantly say oh i would like to marry you so he was like talking to a lot of different fake girls and all saying different mm. like he would, so it was really cringeworthy but the thing is it reached like really high levels like people were basically like almost like torturing him it's pretty intense like they were asking him like to uh uh um like oh i will i will kill your sweetheart if you don't put something in your ass in front of camera or something and you would do it all the time wow. and um yeah, yeah it was it was horrible but it was also like raging a lot mm -hmm. and and people were like really into that so uh, it, it became like a very twisted individual like you became very like just as time goes by it became odder and odder yeah uh he also and i'm just i'm not saying this is odd or whatever but he, he transitioned to being a woman uh at some point i don't think it's i'm not saying it's a mental issue or anything it's just, it's just yeah it happened um but uh and and, and and since then like he's just like he was going to like he was going to like the little town festival with a t-shirt like i need pussy or something there were oh, kids no. dancing around him like you <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was horrible and this guy just documents the whole thing and it's it, honestly it's 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 it becomes it became kind of an obsession for me like i was always like listening to these documentaries while working i was like oh, what the hell is this and yeah. and just there were so, so many twists and, and there's so many stories that people started calling them like uh not eras but like uh, how do you call that again like a like there's, there's like a storyline basically there's different storylines to, to his life. Like there's different, like uh, and he has different enemies at certain points. Like there's a guy who said like he, he's liquid Chris, like like in, in Metal Gear Solid, and he was like I, he was like behaving like him. He was saying I'm the real Chris Chan, and like uh, this other Chris Chan has been faking uh, his, his whole life to being me. He's, mm -hmm. he's still big, uh, sounded true for me, and it made the real Chris Chan like freak out so much. <laughs> just some <laughs> some dude with glasses, very poorly imitating him. And just it's it's crazy because this guy watched everything and he so much work behind this documentary and honestly it's it's pretty impressive like every one of his episodes have at least a two thousand two hundred thousand views. Wow, it's it's like this guy's it's been like his life work at least just documenting everything. I, I think I think that's so that's such a curious thing to happen like and it's really it's it's an 
amazing coincidence. I have just today watched something very similar about a German guy who I okay. have been following like daily. So that um, just a brief thing, because obviously internationally no one knows him. And I'm, I'm very sure that even in Germany, he's like a secret. But um, he's one of these people who you you remember that um, in the early Facebook days, you had like this small um, type of, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, F group celebrities, you know, like some some people who have have only locally grown, you know, some some weird guy from a town. And, yeah. and and all of a sudden, the, the, the neighboring towns all follow him because he's such a weird person. Yeah. And and eventually, like people from from further away, notice some weird shit they are doing, and it's and it's you're just watching it and being fascinated while these people have like one thousand, five thousand, ten thousand followers, and never more than that. But they have that group, and they mm -hmm. start to think that they're famous and they're like yeah. a celebrity and have actual fans. When actually, it's just people making kind of making fun of them and yeah finding it funny and you know just watching it in awe and being like wow what what is what what am i doing here and there's this one yeah, that's, guy that's I, exactly it yeah you, that's exactly the thing exactly and, it, and yeah. i'm watching this guy and and i've also today i watched a only 50 minute long video where there was a guy um you do you know the um a tear makers tear mm -hmm. makers and mm -hmm. he did that with everyone inside the life of that person see that, that's the kind of thing people would do also yes. for for for, for and, chris chan it's the same thing it's and it's you know it's it's like and 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 he's like he has like neighbors from like five years back and this guy and he orders them and he's like yeah well that guy was such a legend he did he once drove him by bus he drove him uh, he he paid for the bus which was a nice thing he did one time that this guy met and I don't yeah. know it's uh, it's it, I, man it's exactly the same thing like people I know. Are, and everybody I, know every character that he met in his life I, I it's, it's, it's like there's picture at least like one picture yeah. of them at least one yeah, of like yeah, yeah. shitty picture taken from like a moving car or something then yeah. <laughs> it's like oh this guy's so good because like he kicked christian out of the of, the, of his video game yeah. store yeah because he was like harassing younger women or something it's and I think it's interesting that um, I'm. It kind of. I think the, well, one thing that happens here is you kind of have the same, um, the same thing that happens when you watch reality TV. When yeah. you watch it and you're like, "Well, I'm glad I'm not them. I'm way better than them. Good, good. I'm good. I'm a normal person, not like those people, right?" Yeah. And it's and I think good. it's a similar thing that happens there, where you're like, "Wow, he's so fat and ugly," or he is this that you know he's autistic. He doesn't have a girlfriend. Well, I have a girlfriend. I'm way better off. Thank God. And then again, there's this other thing that I can't really describe, because I, you know, I, I, I don't when I watch my my Chris Chan that I watch, um, <laughs> I I don't have. It's not like I watch it and I'm like, wow, that makes me feel awesome about myself. It's it's and and the things that happen to that person aren't really. You know, he's not like uh, I don't know Tom Cruise or anything where you're like, well, what what the fuck is happening now? It's really just, you know, the guy running errands and uh, I don't know, go uh, um, watching TV and and complaining about a show or something. And somehow it's it is interesting and it's fascinating. It's well, Christian has more of a like hardcore stuff happened to him. Like he ran over the the, the owner of a, with his car. Okay, he tried well, to run over yeah, the, that's more the owner of the game store that rejected him. <laughs> And like uh, he made like like 
for example, like it, it was, it was like trying to, somebody asked, like one of the fake girl was like, Oh, you know, I would love to see what you can do to me. Uh-huh. So can you make a video of you like having sex with like a sex doll or something? Uh-huh. And, he did it. and like they sent that video to his parents. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty horrible. That's pretty so horrible. It's, it's, it's hardcore, man. They, they're, they're really treating him, like, you, him poorly. You don't want to really, the thing is you, the further you go with it the the higher the danger is that you know um you might seriously end up uh hurting the person or be making him be a threat to himself right yeah. i i remember when i was in university there um, was a guy who who was from a neighboring town where i was from and um and he wanted to become a rapper and obviously he had some mental issues in some okay. way you know it was a little um let's just say a little um slower and and stuff but he did he did upload videos on youtube where he was rapping and he was the worst rapper you can imagine it was horrible but people started making fan pages of him and uh he started to think well i'm famous and i'm like this huge thing and there was another rapper guy um who was on from that same area and who actually had some skills and he was beefing with him Oh and, boy. Uh, and that other guy, you know, he he kind of took him seriously, and yet he didn't. And and, and you know, and he leaked like messages from that um, slow guy, um, how when he wanted to finish the beef, and he was like, "Hey, you know what? I don't want to hurt you." The slow guy said that yeah. to the guy who actually knew how to rap. I don't want to oh. hurt you. Let's work together. I can bring you on the on the big stages of this world and stuff oh, like no. that. You know, he really thought he was he was like a huge thing. And then uh, we have like YouTube competitions here uh, in Germany where, where where wannabe rappers can compete. And you actually have some people getting quite a lot of fame through those competitions. Okay. And then also every time you have that, you have like. Um, the guy who does these um, battles, rap battles, he also has like a, he has one competition where the people who actually, you know, have some good skills and funny lyrics and stuff compete against each other. And then he also has like a shitty round where it's like all the ones who have no skills at all um, get to compete against each other. And he, that guy published uh, the video of, um, of that guy I know from my area. And said like, wow, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. And in that moment, I, like I, I watched the guy before that. And in that moment, it hit like a bomb. There was like immediately like 5,000 more people following the guy. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that? And then you could then you could see him follow that whole thing fall apart. Like he didn't yeah. want to do it anymore. He, he got scared. So yeah. he killed his accounts and it was over. It was just over like that. But I remember that um, these weeks and months uh, very, very often because I really enjoyed it. It was so much fun. I had like groups of friends and someone kind of knew him. And it was every day you wake up and you check Facebook and you're like, what is happening? And I even like one guy, one time uh, he even like posted on like a friend of mine who knew I'm a, I'm a fan of this guy, sent him a message. Hey, it's Simon's birthday. Can you send him like uh, birthday wishes? And he did that. He sent me birthday wishes, which is awesome. You know, so uh, I'm very sad that it uh, it didn't continue. And then again, I, you know, he, he obviously was a little slow and, you know, <sighs> you know you have these people who who have disabilities in in some sort and is it right to point the finger at them and obviously know, it's kind not of tease obviously. them and 
obviously it's not like uh, i would never like participate in that then stuff. again like, no one forced forces those people to go public right no one forces you to have like yeah. a channel and and post videos no one does that That's yeah you. It's, it's it's just yeah it's just like in, 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 in some way christian never stopped and i don't know why it's just they keep going it's like you could have just said okay like 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 that guy you know like he's okay yeah. this is too much like i'm, I'm uh, it's enough i'm pulling the plug but he never did why why should just kept on going would you like to be honest if you have no one in in your private life no one at all and then you have something where you get an audience you get people who listen even though some of them or many of them are gonna make fun of you and and, mm. and behind your back or, or even your face tell you that you're an idiot yeah you have people who listen and you and and among all those comments you always have people who also say keep going you're awesome and uh, don't listen to the haters right mm-hmm. i don't know I, i don't think i don't think yeah maybe that's why he kept going but obviously it was not a good call for him and yeah I don't know what he's up to these days because I'm, I'm I'm following through the documentary thing, but sometimes it was it was honestly hard to watch. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, but I don't know why I'm fascinated like this. It's just like it, the documentary is really well done. I it sounds really interesting. So I'm I'm gonna check out some videos from the guy, and if I want to find out more, I'm gonna ask you for the link of the documentary. Honestly, like if you just watch random clips, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" I, I, <laughs> I like so that feeling. Strange. I like that feeling. <laughs> It's so strange. Um, I can can we make a cut here and uh, talk about uh, yeah. because I wanna uh, I have some a lot of more input about the '70s music list. Yeah, let's go. Um, so it's getting historic here in 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 the in Germany now. As I said before, we're talking about the 70s in Germany. And um, have you ever heard of the Red Army Fraction? I don't think so. The Red Army Fraction or RAF uh, was a terrorist uh, group, um, a left uh, leftist uh, terrorist group in Germany in the 70s, and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, they formed uh, in the time of uh, many student protest groups. I don't, I don't want to dig too deep into that, but it's, it is an important thing that influenced music back then. Um, um, they, they started uh, with, uh, with student protests where, uh, which, which were a consequence of, um, uh, of the old Nazis that the old Nazi generation that had, um, was around in Germany after the war so what happened is um we we got kind of got rid of the nazis of that time and you know they they were transformed into capitalists and stuff but actually you still had a lot of schools universities public um uh, public um officials who were around in the ss and who were in in the uh, nazi party under hitler and who still have been around and the parents obviously of that time they were still heavily being uh, pretty much uh, Nazis and had their and had the um, and, and and taught their kids in in very fascist ways you know had to, you have to be tough you have to be this and that mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and in the 70s um, the the young generation the students they were like fuck that we don't want that anymore we want yeah. shit to change we want a more fair society also there was the Vietnam War which um, many people here, I thought very critical of and um and so they um and so in one one time there the persian uh persian i think king it was um came to visit germany and uh he was uh, welcomed with like oh great to have you here and stuff like that 
and uh, and people saw him very critically because in his own country he suppressed uh, critical voices and stuff. And so we had student protests again for that. And this time police were so harsh against the student protests that they killed a student uh, called Benno Onesorg in uh, uh, June uh, second June second nineteen sixty seven, which uh, which started the whole um, RAF thing where they killed uh, politicians and, uh, and powerful people for decades. And uh, they had a first generation who almost all killed committed suicide in um, in custody. You had a second generation who I think went into custody and most of them are still out there. And so there's some people who still say that there's a third generation and following generations that are still around here, still being hidden by people and uh, who still from time to time, you know, rob like gas stations and stuff to to pass by and stuff. Um, might be, who knows? And uh, um, yeah, so that was a very exciting time. And uh it also um, started a rise in really conscious, political, politically conscious bands in Germany. Uh, one of those bands are, and the most important one of those um, is called Tonsteine Scherben, uh, which translates to clay rocks and uh, uh, um, uh, broken glass or something like that. And um, uh, that band was founded in 1970 and uh, is famously known for very critical paroles such as destroy what destroys you, no power for no one, and so on. They were um, heavily promoting traveling without uh, paying. They were against real estate um, speculations. They were pro-working rights, uh, pro-Mao, like the leader in, of the Chinese Communist Party, yeah. and pro-house squatting, which is something that... If you remember, in when you were in Hamburg, um, oh, you yeah. saw that red building. The communist one, house, I remember that. Yes, and that's one of these, one building that has been squatted for years and still is until this very day where people um, can stay and there's no oversight on what they're doing and stuff. Um, the band also played concerts without profit. They produced albums on their own. And so it's you know it's uh, it's a very interesting band with, with a lot of influence until this day. That's sick! I'm really looking forward to listen to this. The song I'm gonna put on the band by uh, I'm gonna put on the list by them is called Rauchhaus Song from 1972. It's a song about a house that has been squatted in Berlin. Um, they sing about how the police wants to storm it violently, the rich want to profit from it. Um, the the big leading parties there pretend that they accept it for now, but they're just waiting for the right move. And the press is claiming that they're making bombs there for the RAF, um, while uh, only on the base of seeing like empty bottles of wine in the windows and in their trash. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna put that song in there. I just gave gave you a little insight on that. Um, maybe I'm gonna do like a um um. Uh, a crime time episode on on RAF later uh, at a later stage, but it really takes a lot, a lot of information because there's so much to tell about to talk about them. But I think it's interesting. It's like a, a major thing in German politics that most people outside of Germany have never heard of. Never heard of it. Never heard yeah. of it. Really interesting. Um, yeah, that was my yeah, song Tonsteine Scherben Rauchhaus song. What do you what did you want to say? Oh, just like we we had a, but I think I talked about it on the podcast before. But we also had like a terrorist esque like organization in the seventies here mm -hmm. too, and people are also saying like, oh, they might still be around now. Yeah. We don't know. <coughs> it's just interesting to know that. Um, 
Well, I guess I guess German history, Quebec history have a share more than we think. Um, so, like, thank God for you, it doesn't share everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, but for my songs, man, I, I, you, you did. I just went from like the classics. I didn't. I didn't think about more like a historical thing. And I, I'm like, yeah, I, I should have. <laughs> I regret it now. Um, but um, so the next song, maybe for the last one. But for the next song, it's it's another one of these songs that everybody knows in Quebec from the 70s. It's um, I personally think it's been overplayed. Like I don't want to hear it anymore. Oh. Um, but I think for 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 our foreign listeners, uh, if you listen to our playlist, which is on Spotify, you can look it up. Putin Bradvost. Um, I think it's it's a must listen too because it's it's a very like iconic Quebec song. It's it's called um, La Complainte de Fuck en Alaska. Fuck is is a um, it's it's a uh, How, how do you call that in English? Um, it's an animal. It's like the... Um, ah, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I need to Google Translate here. I forgot how it's called in, a, in, a, in, a, in English. Just give me a second here. A seal. A seal. Oh, all right. <laughs> And uh, there was a whole video that, that, that the singer that made the song made about like how it's like federal money for arts doesn't work in Canada because... They don't understand French, basically. Mm-hmm. Like it's like him sitting in front of like a, a bunch of like wasps, basically. Right. He's like, "Oh, this song is called like complain du fuck," and you're like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! Like you cannot, you cannot sing this. Like, please, like there's children here, whatever. Like you, there's this fuck." And he's like, "What? Like no, it's, it's fuck like seal, you know where, where, where?" So it was a pretty good video. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, the song is about like uh, leaving the people you love behind to. Uh, to reach your goals or to live your dream. And the, the song is basically like, it's never worth it to just leave your family and your friends behind because that's what matters the most in the end. Um, so, uh, yeah. So the, the other band is called Beau Damage. And just a little word on that band. It's, 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 and this, there's only two bands like that, I think, ever. There's the first one that I talked about, Elastic, and this one, my dad told me, it's a band from the 70s, obviously. And, He was telling me like he was listening to this with his friends when it came out, and his parents were also listening to this with their friends. Like, uh-huh, this, wow. it's very uncommon to have like That's pop music uncommon, that is popular yeah. from every generation. I mean, like my dad was was in his 20s and his parents were in like their 50s or something, and they were both super into it. So, um, very very special cool. band. It's it sounds very Montreal. Uh-huh. It has a very Montreal sound. They they talk about a lot of addresses in their song mm-hmm. and street names and, and and river names and stuff like that. And every time I go to Montreal, because for listeners, I'm not from Montreal. I, I I didn't go that often in my life, honestly. Every time I go and I see, oh, that's the street from their song. That's sick. Like it is. It's, it's really cool to to go through that. So, uh, yeah, like, go listen to that. <laughs> nice. All right, here, guys, in a moment. I'll eat your ass. I will. You think I like sizing up my neighbor, how I'm going to haul him up by a chain and chop his ass up? I'll do it. My children aren't going hungry. I will eat your ass. And that's why I want the globalists to know. I will eat your ass first. You're not. We're going to dig you out of those bunkers. We're going to dig you out of those holes. You make us vacuum out your child's brain or chop your daughter or son up. No, 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 no. Look at that. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time on What's for Dinner. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Poutine, Bradford. 
Hello and welcome to the last podcast of uh, the last podcast, the last take of this. We are here to announce the episode. departure. It's over. We it's are uh, <laughs> divorcing. The Putin and the Badvast are. We're removing the sausage from the yeah. sauce. It's over. We actually hate each other. We can't stand each other anymore. It's over. Um, no, of course not. How how would fake we do news? That? Fake news. Fake news. It's uh, you are fake news. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Um, and you are You're a lion, dog face, pony soldier. That's what you are. Uh, um, no. I have some actually quite a lot of other things that I wrote down this week, but I think one of them is enough. Um, one thing that yesterday I thought about this. So um, right now, it feels like like always in Germany we're talking about um, you know gen uh, using a gender friendly. Uh, gender neutral way of of writing and talking in in german we are also um talking about a lot about feminism and about how how to more include women and uh the the pay gap and all the other gaps that we still have between men and women and uh, the advantages and disadvantages um that you have between genders and i don't want to talk about about uh, feminism and i before we talk about what I would like to talk about with you, I want just want to give a heads up that I totally support feminism and I do think that there's way more that we that needs to be done. Period. Uh, sorry, no pun intended. But um, what I wanted to talk about is um, I wanted to ask you is shouldn't we also have a discussion about masculinity? Because the the reason why I think we should is. We don't really have that. Like, um, yes, we are talking a lot about feminism, and that's great, and we should do that. But masculinity and the picture we have of masculinity is like pretty old, and it had that picture hasn't really transformed over the last, let's say, I don't know, twenty something years. Like, ever since I was born, nothing has changed there. And I'm wondering. Um, uh, do we need to um, um, redefine modern masculinity and what a man is supposed to be today or what he can and cannot be? Isn't there a need for that as well? And, uh, and in a few years when we have uh, figured out how to make women really equal in every way of life uh, to men, Will we then uh, find out that well, why, what uh, what about the man now? Like you know that um, that man uh, that there hasn't been enough, hasn't nothing has changed for men, and therefore they uh, they now feel um, left behind, not in a social way, but in a in their own definition of themselves. What do you think about that? It's a big question. Uh... <laughs> Wasn't necessarily prepared for that. <laughs> I know. I just, I want to, I, I, but you get my point, right? You get what I'm saying. I I, I know yeah. I spoke a little. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's always room for improvement on anything. Uh, I think, I think, I know, that's a, that's a, that's a tall question. It's a big question. Um, one thing been... that I, I, the one thing that I feel like I, I, I have, and that's because I was mostly raised by my mother um because she was uh, home with me most of my youth is uh just by being in touch very in touch with my feelings and just feeling very comfortable about sharing them and showing 
how I feel and my weaknesses if I have like this whole like facade of being like the tough dude is not really something I'm very familiar with. I think is that a thing that, that makes you feel less um, male? No, no, not at all. Not at all. And I think, I, I, I think, I think, well, I think if you don't feel male, you should be the one questioning why it's, it's like, it's like if we're, um, we're, we're, I don't know, we're doing, we're playing a game. I don't know if there's a picture uh, of, of, of a good looking man. And, and, and you say, like, yeah. well, that's a good looking man. Yeah. If, if a guy is like, Oh my God, why would you say that? That's really gross. Whatever. I think, I think people that are like so sensible about these things, um, they are the ones that need to define what's wrong with them personally. But um, I think that, uh, that that point especially brings another facet to the whole thing because then you have the point of um, homosexuality and, um, and you know, and homophobia. Well, to me it's more about, about right? the, the idea of being manly, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like appreciating beautiful things or beautiful people, even men, for example, even though it's not sexually attracted or anything. It's... It's a very taboo thing where girls are like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. Nobody thinks she's yeah. a lesbian. You know what I'm saying? I I um, I, I want to give an example for a thing in that is, my life. I just want to I, I oh, say sorry. like that's not a hill I'm gonna die on. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> just, oh. just an example. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm it's I'm just an saying, example. Like I'm not I don't, I don't say like men should be like telling other men they're hot. Like obviously I don't give a shit. You do what you want. Um but it's just an example yeah, of but like, I think the, it's important to um, I, ju I just what I was trying to say, and I just want to say that before we keep going, is that mm -hmm. for a lot of people, I feel that their masculinity is very fragile. Anything can shamble it, anything can destroy yeah. it. And I think if that's the case, you have issues. <laughs> and that's something that needs to move on. We need to move on from. It's just like uh, I think being masculine or being feminine is just being comfortable with how you are, basically, in in your your own way i don't know to me being manly is so vast it's just like i don't really care that much about what these people think i'm manly or not it's like i i think i am because i feel comfortable in my the fact that i'm a guy and the way I express it is whatever to me and if people somebody's like oh filipino is kind of um you know not super manly whatever i guess i don't know do you do you act the same way around men that you act around women especially once you find attractive I mean, that's that's the. I think anybody in regards any, in regards to, sorry uh, in regards to your uh, the way you the um in regards to the level of manliness and masculinity mm, that you act. What would well, you say? Okay, I don't know, but I mean, and being acting better with attractive people, men or women, I think is is a sad but reality for everyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's it was just biased like that. It, we just treat people that we find attractive better and people that are attractive have a better chance in life and everything, male and women, both. Um uh but how about my manliness? I don't I don't know if I try to be more dude in front of more good looking women. I don't I don't know. Honestly I honestly I don't know. Because it's something that uh, to me manliness is such like a It's such a whatever thing, really. I think I was really like, like oh, something that I was more worried about when I was a teenager, maybe. But I think since I'm an adult, I just I don't really care about these things anymore. I don't even think about it really. I just I just do what I want, I guess. Hmm. But it turns out like I'm I'm somebody who's expressing my gender very in a very traditional male way, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I guess I have the. It's easy for me. Like, uh, and I'm not, I'm not challenged by it. Um. So it's hard for me to talk for people that are expressing their 
their identity in different ways. For them, this whole challenge of masculinity and everything is probably much harder than for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't, maybe it's the biggest struggle for them. So I, I, I cannot really talk for them, but uh, for myself, it's not something I really care about. And I think the older I grow, the less I care about it. Yes. I, and I, I think I men agree. should care less about it. I think it's an old fashioned um, thing and it's important. Like it's, it's like, I'm, I'm the, I'm the guy who wants to go to a shitty tavern with you and like watch baseball and, you know, drink beer. Like I, I love that stuff, but like if a woman does it, that's cool. And if a guy is not into it, no, that's cool. <laughs> it's just, I just, I just live and let live. is just the way things should be, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm too simplistic. No, no. I think, I think that's, that's a good way to see it. But I still think, um, you know, there are certain attributes and certain things that we attach to the word masculine and male. And I really think, I, I wonder if these are the kind of things that at some point in the future, and it's already showing for some men now, um, that these things are 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 gonna are, are causing problems because it's you know it is masculine to you know be the strong guy have no feelings show no feelings and yeah, being into mechanics being, and stuff like that. yes being into mechanics being a sports guy drinking yeah. beer i mean these are the light things right but yeah. you also have to you know you you show the women the way it should be and uh if you if you um uh, you know, if, if you let women play you, then you're pussy and, uh, you know, all these yeah. kind of things. And um, even though you and I particularly, we're not that type of man. And <laughs> and yet, and right. yet we, we are not. don't know us. We're, yeah, we're, we're much I, the other way around. <laughs> we're not really um, sports dude. We're just mechanics. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> but, um, but we, uh, and yet we also are not, uh, suffering from that right we're not uh, at least not in the way that some other people are you know but um and then again i i i I just don't know if if uh if it should not if that should not be a bigger discussion than it is because it isn't a big discussion that you can pick that discussion you can talk about it and then you can say well yeah it doesn't really matter but I think it does matter more than we are aware right now. And I think that will show in the future that this is a more important issue. Obviously you and I are not going to solve that right now. I'm just, I just feel like, um, and it's a sensible topic. You remember when there was the commercial, I don't know. I was in the U S but like the, the shave, like the shaving uh, commercial, I don't know. It was Gillette. I don't know who he was, but they were like, uh, Oh, like uh, men can be better. And like and like, it was a big huge backlash. Like mm-hmm. people were like, "Oh, you sh- you should show the better man, like firefighters and uh, yeah, soldiers. I don't know that kind of stuff." And they were showing how like dudes were rude and like how the how the the, the dad were teaching their son to be like tough guys in the the play yeah. yard, like to to bully the other kids and like and and people were like, "That's such an outdated thing." And and that's it's it's, it's the, there's always the clash between like metropolitan and like rural where like maybe in downtown hamburg it's not an issue anymore but maybe it is in deep east germany i don't know you know what i mean so mm. so it, it's it, maybe there's a bit of a, of a dichotomy there i don't know it's there, uh, there i'm sure there is yeah. um 
I feel, I just feel like uh, I I don't know if I want to have a picture in my head that defines masculinity in a certain way and saying now this is masculine that isn't when actually we live in such a pluralistic uh, society <clears throat> today that really everything can be manly it can be manly to chuck beer and uh, I don't know put the beer bottle um, on somewhere and uh, fart it a, uh, 200 um, yards see, away see, you know to me that, to that me can like be manly the, that can I, be I don't know if it's still a, is it really a thing like to like, I guess like you can like you can still do it just to me it's like do it if you think it's fun you know don't do it because yeah, yeah, yeah. You think it's no, no no I'm, I'm not what are you um uh, what I'm saying is okay okay let me let me take that back now the what I said you know the beer drinking sports guy right yeah that kind of person doesn't really have to be a drunk or anything just you know the tough guy drinking his beer having a big yeah. beard and you know showing you the way it works the mm -hmm. world works and is figuring stuff out then he goes back home um you know works on his car and uh whatever you know shit like that that is a picture that one can have about masculinity and i'm i'm fairly positive that if i went into a group of people uh with western uh western minds the majority would be like yeah that's pretty i'd say that's manly yeah. now if I said, okay, what about drawing dresses and um, um, I don't know, only eating vegan food and uh, and um, really are are uh, not liking to get your hands dirty in a way that hard labor gets you gets mm -hmm. dirty. If I gave that definition of something, I really don't think people would say, well, that's manly. Even though I might just describe the same guy uh, that I described before, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's the thing that I, that I think we should be thinking about. Do we want to give a definition that includes the first example, but doesn't ex include the second one, right? That's, that's what I'm thinking about. It doesn't really matter that for you, the second person is as much as a man as the first one. The thing is the definition of the, the picture we have from about man is the first one and not the, not necessarily the second one mm -hmm. majority and that how can cause problems that? how do we people, how people do we change tell you, yeah how do we people change tell you that? it's the toys and that kind of stuff and and it's funny because when my niece was my, my first niece was born um my uh, my sister-in-law she gave uh not not the mother the other one he's like two brothers right mm-hmm she gave a, a, a comic book from a Quebec author. She writes like a children book, but yeah. like they're like modern. So like they, they have like takes, like more progressive takes, I guess. Mm -hmm. And and the book was, is called like, um, you do what you want. It was, it's always two pages, right? It's like, imagine like it's a comic, two pages. It's like one, yeah. one big drawing and on each page. Mm -hmm. And the left page is always the girl and the right page is always the guy or mm -hmm. vice versa. I don't remember. And it's always like she's always flipping the stereotypes about it's like um if you're a bobby you can be a princess and if you're jane you can be a knight mm. and it's like the little guy dressed as a princess and the girl dressed as a as a knight mm. which is obviously the opposite of what we see all our youth right yeah yeah 
like we always even super mario you're like oh it's whatever it's 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 a plumber that goes to save yeah. the princess right so we're like oh this this like these things are the what keeps the stereotype going so is it toys and like and like child stuff children stuff maybe is it school the school system maybe um it's it a mix of everything probably <laughs> probably uh is it is it but there's also in, in the household you know i'm 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 a my, my father i think and I would assume yours too are more like intellectuals than like tough dudes. Like my, my dad, my memory of my dad when I was young, was young was him reading books and like watching movies, you know, not him repairing the car. <laughs> so what, what kind of child children did he, he breed guys who like to read books? You know? <laughs> so there's also, I think it's also like a family thing mm. a bit. And that's that's the part that people cannot control the government or who, nobody can really control except so through so it has, it's these changes are slow they go over generations and um, yeah if, if, the thing is if you force them too much it, it's it won't work uh, and I think the best thing you can teach people is just live and live that and that's that all right. I don't know if I don't know. If I, I I just I just wanted to give that out there, and I don't have a solution as well. I just wanted okay. to wanted to share that thought, and I I thank you for sharing yours. Is, is my take um, shitty? You can say no. Uh, if <laughs> if it were like uh, if it had like shitstorm potential, I might even force it because if it doesn't, but um, you, I would love our podcast to have a shitstorm. That would be awesome for <laughs> for the listening numbers, right? Yeah, so we we'll go for maybe five thousand to ten thousand. You know, it would be good. Yeah. Anyways, um, I have a song, a last song yeah. for today. Yeah. Um, from it's from nineteen seventy four. It's by Michael Holm, and the song is called "Tränen lügen nicht," which means tears don't lie. Mm. Um, the funny thing, uh, the interesting thing about him is I didn't know that um, he was uh, removed in 1945 from uh, the formerly German territory that um, he, him and his family lived in. Like um, I think it was somewhere in East Europe, but I, 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 I don't know 100% for sure. I didn't look that up, to be honest. Um, but he grew up in Erlangen, which is uh, the town that I was that I'm from. That oh. you have visited as well, where we went yep. to the student bar and stuff. So he grew up there, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's it, I didn't know that. And the song is super famous in Germany. Um, finally, it was his only number one singer. The song is about um, breaking up with a girl or saying goodbye to a girl, and then finding out you regret the freedom that you now have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my song. Uh, that was uh, this week's. A week from my side i give the last words to you my friend so listen i have two songs that i, I cannot decide so you're gonna decide okay mm -hmm. so i wanted to give my last song from the 70s because there's so many classics and i thought i need to wait to decide and i went I, i cut to two songs that i think represent two different things that we need to talk about more Mm -hmm. like one is directly related to what we just talked to so it's funny because i already decided that song before all right and so one song is from from a female singer talking about uh what like the new quebec would be like the mm -hmm. song is called uh, it's the beginning of a new time it's about like women's freedom mm -hmm. um like men also men also freedom Uh, and it's just people like don't work anymore but it, it's, it's a really hopeful song about what the future holds there's a really hopeful time the song came out in 1970 straight up 
So I wanted to give that voice to like a female emancipation that happened in Quebec in the late 60s, early 70s. Like the laws changed a lot and for them. And and we, we went from the least progressive place to the most progressive place for women in Canada in, in, in like a decade, basically. Wow. And the other song I had in mind was a song from my a visual minority uh, from from Quebec. So it's, it's a it's a it's a black guy basically that uh, wrote uh, disco classics, but in French in Quebec. He was wow. born and raised in Quebec. Um, I'm not sure where his uh, like his ancestry is. Um, I, I I don't know much about that guy. I just know he had a really really tough upbringing and he almost became a criminal like gang violence whatever but mm -hmm. music like music saved him basically and he became like a disco icon here wow <laughs> and it is, is his name if you translate from french is, is a black ball uh -huh. <laughs> literally he had he had a big afro um so which one would you would you like the most to be in the in the you know what why why don't you put both Okay, okay, let's do that. Uh, and, and this song is is, is just called uh, uh, I would translate that just like "Loving with Love" or something. It's like it's super cheesy, but it's a really cool like disco song. So, cool. yeah, all right. And uh, before before we conclude, I have to say uh, you guys are more than welcome to write to us. Um, you can do that in two ways. Well, writing there's only one way, but it's the best way. You can write an email to us at putinbradfirst at gmail.com so that's the name of the podcast at gmail.com you can write us suggestions of topic you want us to tackle if you have questions for us if you have an idea for a segment or even an idea for a dumb thing as simon could put on his on his um, deck is a stream deck anything is welcome so just write to us you can also send us a voice message to the anchor app uh, if you're using that uh, or you can do it at anchor.fm slash Poussin Bradvost. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, as usual. Uh, it's always fun to uh, see you, my friend. It's good to talk to you Same again. Here. Hopefully your day is a bit better now. Hopefully we kind oh, of succeeded. So, yeah, yeah, kind of. Really? Actually, <laughs> cool. That's good. That's good. Maybe <laughs> listening to the playlist will... I, I, I always listen to the playlist uh, the, the, uh, this, this past week because I'm, I'm fascinated with, with, with uh, obviously, like German culture and German history now, especially since I met you. So... I've, I've loved the, the past ones. I've re-listened to the 50s one last week. Nice. Uh, it, 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 it was fun. Um, and uh, with a friend, I was like, dude, listen to this. This is the bomb. And I put, I put the first one. You know, it's like the little girl singing. There's oh, like yeah, a flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like with like organ. He was like, what the fuck are we listening to? <laughs> I was like, dude, we're the only people in North America listening to this right now. Just enjoy it, okay? <laughs> awesome. I like that. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, thank you for listening. And take care of yourself. I hope where you live. Things are not looking too gloomy for you. Uh, if if they are, write to us, tell you tell us your story, and also just nice take care of yourself and see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye bye.